And welcome back to the Murdy Creative Co. Podcast. I'm your host, Kyle and Murdy, and today's topic is construction crisis. But first, I want to say thank you to everyone who's supported the company so far. If you haven't got a chance, go check us out on the web at murdycreative.co. That's M-U-R-D-Y creative.co. Or you can check us out on Facebook and Instagram to see all of the best of our product shots. Follow us to keep up to date with our daily photos and be the first one to know about new product launches. You can also use the subscribe button at the bottom of our website to be included in all of our new announcements. Be sure to check out our laser engraving personalization options and exclusive codes on the website, or you can get a blank one on Amazon Prime. All right, well, you know, I've always known about this. I've often talked about this. And once again, the rule of pie is coming back to bite me. And I should know that this is going to happen. It happens every time. And yet here I am. So the rule of pie, as I've mentioned prior, is that everything takes 3.14 times longer at 3.14 times the expense and 3.14 times the complexity that it should. And this construction project is no different. How many of you have read the book, If You Give a Mouse a Cookie? I'll give you the short version. If you give a mouse a cookie, he's going to want a glass of milk. If he wants a glass of milk, he's going to want to... And, and the way the book plays out is that every time you give the mouse something, he's going to want something else. And a lot of things in life are like this, but this particular project has turned into that in a way that I just did not expect. Now, the core electrical work that we needed to get done, the core uh, garage doors replacement, the windows, the HVAC, the flooring, all of those core elements, we're all on track for those. We should be able to move in on time. That's not the issue. The issue is the bathroom. And for any of you who've put in a bathroom, I think you're probably sitting there going, yeah, I could have told you that. So <clears throat> here's where we're at. We have to do building permits at the town level and at the county level for walls, insulation, electrical, and bathroom. Not all of them for all of them, but yes. So I've been working with the inspector to figure out that. And the timing of all of those different like the permits, like the inspector wants me to put them all in one permit and I totally understand why. It makes it more simple and frankly, it's a good way to do it and I can and I'm sure that that makes sense. However, the timing doesn't work out quite like that, right? We need to have the electrical permit put through separately so that that can be inspected first so that once that's approved, then the insulation can come in. The walls are entirely their own thing and the bathroom, who knows when that's going to get finished and there's a real reason why. So <clears throat> any load on our septic system any increase in load, I should say, triggers a soil test or will trigger a sanitary permit. And a sanitary permit would require a soil test. Now, a soil test, if you fail a soil test, condemns your whole septic system and you have to start from scratch. Now, there are things you can do in between when the septic system gets condemned and when the new one gets in place that allow you to continue to use your bathrooms, but it's complicated and expensive, of course, as all things have to be. And I understand the concept of permitting. I really do. I, I'm not. I mean, I don't like them. They're a pain in the butt, but I get the concept of a permit, right? The idea is that if you build your house and then you go to sell your house, there's no way for the person who's buying your house to know if the walls are built properly or if the electrical is done properly or if the septic system is done properly so that it won't fail in a horrible way that would cause fires or the house to fall in on itself or the septic system to overflow and pour sewage into the environment near your house and poison wells. And I, I get the idea of permitting. I really do. But boy, is it a process. And I am not liking the process. That's for sure. And here's the thing. I mean, <clears throat> we're going to probably have to redo the septic system anyway. That's the real truth of the matter. 
because the septic system we're currently on, while it functions fine and it's been recently inspected and it doesn't have any problems as far as that goes, it is not really properly sized for the potential growth of the workshop. Well, so we're going to have to get a new septic system anyway, or an additional septic system, or a separate septic system, all of which are options, none of which are good options. There is no good option, I should say. They're all bad options. They're all expensive. Where we live out in the country, it's going to probably be a mound system. We're looking at $18,000 maybe for the septic system. However, <clears throat> it does allow us to deal with much larger groups of people in the workshop. I mean, we're sizing the workshop the way it currently is structured to be able to support between 13 and 15 people. Uh, which is, I, let me put it this way. If we had 13 to 15 people in that building, it would be tight. There would be a lot of people there. That would be, that would, that would be the point where we definitely would need a different building. But 13 to 15 people is three times our current size, basically. And with three times our labor, our potential revenue generation capability out of those group of people actually goes up significantly because we're not even fully, if we were properly set up, we wouldn't be fully tapping out our labor potential as it is, right? So there's a lot of cool opportunity with that particular setup that I need to keep in my mind as the long vision. And there are other aspects of this that are part of the equation that do matter. For example, for us to build out the workshop on our property will require us to redo the septic system. It'll require us to redo the driveway. It'll require us, so we have parking. It'll require us to um, build out the garage so that it's got an extra office and it's got a lot more power and it's got three-phase power and a bunch of other cool things that inherently do raise the value of the property. So when the company eventually goes and moves into another building that we either buy or build in a separate location, it's as if Leah and Colin personally just had a much more valuable house than when we bought it. And we get to do that because it's for the company, because we are building the building for the company on our property those can be part of the tax deduction, right? We can take those as part of the building project and part of the company expenses, right? So I shouldn't complain that much because redoing the septic system, <clears throat> particularly with a very robust one like we're going to be building, will in the long run be a very good investment for both the company and for Lee and Colin personally, which is one of the businesses of owning your own small business, that, that, or one of the perks, I should say, of owning your own small business. And uh, it's... It's interesting. There was actually someone I saw who would, I don't exactly know how they did this, and I don't even know if this is legal, so bear with me here, but they specifically started a company intentionally that was um, a stay-at-home business so that they could remodel their house with, with business expense money, and that was an interesting and clever method that, like I said, I'm not, that is not advice. I am not telling you what to do. I'm not telling you you should do it. Just telling you if you're interested. Maybe it's something to look into. Maybe there's some research there. But for us, I have talked with our accountant. We are perfectly within the rules to be able to say that if we're building out a new septic system or new building for our employees and it requires us to improve our septic system, yes, the company will pay for that new septic system because that is our, would not otherwise be necessary if the company was not on the property. So. so now we need to get permits for the building. And then, so I ended up calling a bunch of contractors. And here's my point. I'm sure that these guys are probably nice people. I'm sure that all in all, there's a lot that goes into their job that I don't understand. And maybe they were all just grumpy. That was, it's possible. 
But never before have I had so many conversations where I, as the customer, felt like I was bothering them by trying to hire them. And it was so strange, but all of them were very kind of, I would say they were all very gruff and very short, and they really didn't want to talk to me. And I felt that was kind of strange, considering the fact that there's a lot of money on the line for these things. And uh, I did talk to a lot of, a lot of them were saying, yeah, we can't, we don't have any time to work on this stuff until next summer. Like, that's not going to work for me. We got to hire people for Christmas. We got to have this done before October. I did eventually find this one person I talked to. Her name was Sue. And Sue was excellent to talk to. And what it dawned on me is all of these other contractors need to find themselves a Sue. And I picked, I called Sue. And she picked up the phone. She said, you know, she, I explained my project to her. Uh, she asked a couple of good questions. Nothing that was out of my wheelhouse, right? Nothing that I think would be, was, was, because there were times when the contractors would ask me questions, I had no idea what they were actually asking or what the answer to the question was. It was too complicated. They were getting too deep into the weeds, and I didn't know. But she asked me relatively straightforward questions. She said, you know, let me talk to Jim and get back to you. And Jim called me later that day and said, I'm going to be out in your area doing a different project. Tomorrow, can I come swing by and take a look? And that was the first person I've actually had when I spoke to all these contractors who were willing to even come out and take a look. Which, how anybody quotes anything sight unseen is beyond me. But regardless, he came out. He's this old guy, but he was so polite, so kind, very cordial. He was interested. He listened to the whole description of the project. He took, you know, we looked around, we talked through different options. We kind of came up with an idea. And I came up to him. I said at the end of it, I'm like, you know, one of the big problems with us is we need to have this done before the winter. And everyone's told us they can't do this until things. Like, you know, we're pretty busy, but I, I think we can get you in. We'll figure it out. We'll figure out a way. I hate telling people to wait. And I, we need, we, you clearly need it. So we'll, we'll do our best. And you know what? That it's like, if Jim, if you're listening to this, which, Jim, if you found this, wow, that's shocking. But Jim, if you're listening to this, just kind of ignore this next part. But whatever Jim costs, that's what we're going to pay. Because that level of kindness, politeness, clearly expertise, he had great insights, he had good questions, and he had a couple of different creative solutions to our problems that would save us money. Um, all of those things, it, it was like the personal nature of it made it worth any penny that I'm, he's going to charge me. Because... I can tell from my brief interaction with him that he's an honest gentleman who wants to do good work and has been doing it for a long time. And he's shooting straight with me and he's bringing up good points and things that I wouldn't have thought of. He's coming up with ideas that I would have never thought of that are great ideas. And that's something that obviously, you know, it may, I may pay a premium for that, but it's worth it. It's absolutely worth it to have someone who knows what they're doing and who is a cordial, polite person in their inner corner. So he's going to actually get a lot more of the work, too. He's not just going to do our septic system at this point. He's also, his company does uh, gravel leveling and things like that. So he's going to do our driveway, a bunch of other things associated with it. I think he's got some people that are potentially doing plumbing, and I'm going to desperately beg to see if they can do the plumbing. Because here's the other part is, I can't even find a plumber that's not out for, like, months. And I know that the, this is actually part of the disadvantage. This is why they don't want to do the job. The job isn't going to take that long, I don't think. Not really. We need someone who can basically tear up the little corner of cement underneath where the bathroom's going to be, put the pipes in, connect them to where they need to go. But we don't even need to have them install the fixtures or anything. Like Home Depot will offer to send a plumber out and install the fixtures if we buy the fixtures from Home Depot, right? Like I'm, I'm good with that. I just need someone who knows what the diameter of the pipes needs to be and how they need to be set up so that they can, you know, everything flows properly and goes where it needs to go. That's all I need. I need someone who can come out, put the pipes where they need to go and repour the concrete. And I can even repour the concrete if that's too much for them, right? It's not going to be that much concrete. So all in all, I, I'm a little bit at my wits end with this, but we're making progress and it's just turning into this long-term unending nightmare, which I should have anticipated. 
but here we are. I'll keep you guys posted with how it evolves, and I'll let you know what happens with uh, with Jim and the gang. So, thanks for tuning in. Be sure to check back in Thursday for our next topic. Don't, don't forget to check that subscribe button as well as the notification bell to get notified when we launch new podcasts. We normally do our podcasts Tuesdays and Thursdays every week, so uh, check them out. If you're looking for other past episodes, they're available on YouTube and on our website. If you have any questions or concerns about your leather binder, journal, or folio, please feel free to contact us on the main page of our website at murdycreative.co, or you can contact us via our Instagram and Facebook. You can text, email, call, direct message, all the usuals. We'll do our best to get back to you as soon as possible, but we do appreciate your patience. If you do want to call or text us, it's 414-434-9001, and we're available from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Central Time, Monday through Friday. I will also add a caveat. We do not work federal holidays. So if you call us on a federal holiday, we're not going to pick up. You can leave us a voicemail, whether, whether it's you're calling dur during hours or after hours. If you don't get a hold of us right away, leave us a voicemail. We'll do our best to get back to you as soon as we possibly can. Um, and that number is textable or callable, and it is 414-434-9001. If you think we deserve it, a good review can go a long way to help us grow our new community. Both a review on the, whatever podcast app you're listening on, uh, but also a review on the product itself have one go to murdycreative.co slash reviews to read all of our amazing five-star reviews there's a button there that says leave a good review you can click on that that'll take you to facebook.com slash murdycreative.co slash reviews there's a do you recommend the murdy creative company you click yes and then you type your review there it's wonderful we love them uh we read them all they go on our wall most of the time if we remember uh if you're gonna leave us a bad review there's a bu button there on the on that same page it says get in contact with us before you leave a bad review please give us an opportunity to make it right it's a small business, and we really, really desperately want to make sure that everyone, for me, it's personal. I want to make sure everyone who ever interacts with this company has a good experience. We will do whatever we can to fix it, up to and including refunding, replacing, recrafting, whatever we can do. Before you give us a bad review, please give us an opportunity to make it right. We will. Uh, if you have any podcast topics about uh, you want to hear them, send them my way. I'm always looking for a good podcast topic. It's always complicated to come up with one, so definitely leave it in the comments below or send us an email. Oh, and I also forgot, if you want to leave... Uh, you want to help us out. Spreading the, spreading the word is the best for advertising. So tell your friends and families about it. If you want to do that and you want to get a little something for that, go to our website. There's a rewards button in the bottom left-hand corner. Click on that. You can log in there if you aren't already logged in, but you get 5% back on any purchase you make through that program in-store as in-store credit, but also there's a shareable link there. If you share that with your friends and family, you get $5 off their, when they, they get $5 off when they make their purchase and you get $5 of in-store credit when they make that purchase. So go share the company. It really helps us out a lot. If you're looking for multiple binders, journals, folios, anything we sell, uh, for gifts, menus, really any reason, ask about our bulk discounts if you want more information. Otherwise, the bulk discounts are already built into the cart. So if you just want to, you know, buy a bunch and you don't want to have to bother, you know, asking about it, just add whatever you want to your cart quantity. It's just based off the total cart quantity, so mix and match to your heart's desire, and then you can click purchase, and it will automatically apply whatever the appropriate bulk discount is. If you're trying to decide, you're like, I don't know whether we want 10 or 15 or 40 or 100 or whatever, and you're trying to kind of decide and you want to get a little more information about what those bulk discounts are, you can feel free to send us an email at sales at murdycreative.co. Uh, if you're looking for a custom order, we have no minimum order quantities and no setup fees. It's just a flat fee, normally $15. It can go up a little bit depending on the size, complexity, and, and what product, but uh, it's normally $15 as a flat fee for that engraving. No minimum order quantity, no setup fee. You can get just one. However, if you want to get multiples of those, the bulk discounts apply to the per book fee for engraving as well. So it can actually go a lot less than that $15 if you're ordering a bunch of them. If you're interested in that, check out the specialty tab on the Murdy Creative Co. website. The top thing is bulk slash custom or custom slash bulk. I can't remember right now. If you click on that, it'll give you all the details of all of the different things, key information, things we might need to know beforehand. 
we'll have you send us an email with the logo attached and as well as that information at sales at Thanks so much for tuning in. Have a great day and goodbye.